0: Luke chapter 4, boy we've got plenty to be thankful for tonight, but we thank God uh, for his wonderful mercy uh, and all his grace. And I know I say that a lot, but it's not a cliche, it's not something to say, Uh, it is the truth tonight, amen. Uh, Luke chapter 4, I'll ask you to stand one more time while we reverence the reading of God's word. Very familiar scripture tonight uh, that you should know, and uh, so we're going to read and try to bring you what the Lord has given us. It's good to see everybody here tonight. Boy, I'm so glad you're here on a Sunday night here at church. You still pray for those that are traveling tonight, and you pray God will watch over them and bring them back. Luke chapter 4, look in verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command that this stone be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, That man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, give, I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. What he didn't understand was all was Jesus' anyway. The glory of him, I understand that he's the God of this world. I understand that. I know that. Uh, but I also know that there's coming a day... Uh, When the Lord is going to have all that glory and all that power, uh, and he's going to do it just right. Go over and read the book of Daniel. uh, That rock kingdom, that stone kingdom that's cut out of the mountain over there and crushes up all the other kingdoms. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 7, or verse 8. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. He brought him to Jerusalem, and set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over, over thee to keep thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Doubt shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. You can be seated tonight. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for another good day that you've given us. We uh, thank you uh, for the singing tonight. I pray you are honored in it uh, and blessed in it. And Lord, we just wanted you to have the glory. Lord, I am grateful tonight to be saved. and very thankful for it. Glad I'm going to heaven, not because of my works, but because of Calvary tonight. Lord, as we preach for the next little while, I I pray that you'd give us the, the words that these folk right here need to hear. And Lord, that we not only leave out of here different, but we leave better than what we come in. And I have no doubt there's folk here tonight that need something from you. Need some instruction. Might need some strength. Might need some correction. I pray it be found in you. If they somebody here lost, I pray they'd get saved tonight. pray you'd encourage them to do that. And we'll thank you again for it all. Touching anoint us afresh and that from heaven. And Lord, we thank you. Save that sinner's news hell tonight for all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As we look at this passage of Scripture right here, we uh, see the time when the Lord Jesus uh, has been taken into the wilderness. And uh, the Bible said here he was led by the Spirit in Mark chapter... uh, I believe it is in in, in Mark chapter 1. The Bible said he was driven there by the Spirit. uh, So he must had to go. He had to go into the uh, wilderness and that to be tempted... Uh, and that of the devil. Now, I want you to understand some things real quick. Uh, uh, First of all, uh, that he tempted him with three temptations. Uh, He dealt with his flesh, he uh, dealt with uh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. What was it that little John said over there? He said, Love not the world, neither the things uh, that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Uh, uh, for all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, uh, and the pride of life. And he went on to say, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And he dealt with his flesh, he dealt with his hunger, uh, he dealt and that with the power and the glory that he could give him, uh, and worship that Satan wanted. Uh, he, he dealt with that, uh, and then he also, and that was going to let him jump off, uh, uh, of the Pentecost and said, the Lord will take care of you, uh, but he said, you shall not tempt the Lord thy uh, God. And uh, so tonight, I, I want to look at uh, this one that's called the tempter. If you go to Matthew chapter four, uh, uh, you'll find that he is called the tempter. And I want to preach tonight, having a thought for just a little while, uh, uh, on letting the devil uh, uh, live around you. Uh, Let the devil live rent free uh, uh, in your head. Uh, Let me tell you this tonight. He will uh, if you'll let him. Uh, He'll he'll take advantage of you. uh, uh, He'll ruin you. uh, uh, He wants to fight you and he will destroy you uh, and devour you uh, uh, if you let him. Uh, Tonight, let me say this. Notice that he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, And the Bible said right here, being 40 days tempted of the devil. I believe that through those 40 days, uh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ was tempted of Satan. uh, But at the end of those 40 days, he brings these great temptations uh, upon him. in a weak point in his life, uh, physically and fleshly, uh, here Satan shows up. Now let me say this, I'm glad tonight, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm glad tonight that there is somebody to help us. Amen. A lot of times I find myself guilty of preaching this way, that we've got an adversary and there ain't a whole lot we can do with him except just fight. Now I'm glad tonight we can fight, I'm going to deal with that here in a minute, but there is somebody to help us. Amen. And I'm thankful for that tonight. So let's look here. First of all, number one, uh, you need to know uh, uh, your adversary. I think you need to understand him uh, just a little bit. First Peter 5 and 8, uh, he said, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, uh, walking about seeking whom he may devour, uh, whom resist steadfast uh, uh, in the faith, one uh, that the same afflictions are accomplished uh, in your breast brethren that are in the world. You know, a lot of times we just read verse 8 or quote verse 8 and we talk about how he is and what he is. He is our adversary. He's like a lion. Uh, He's like a roaring lion wanting to devour. But Peter said, whom resist, steadfast uh, in the faith. Uh, That means to fight. I'll just be honest with you now, when you resist somebody and resist something, let me put it to you like this, if somebody's going to break in your house and you're resisting them, that means you're trying to keep them out. Amen. Uh, Listen tonight, Uh, uh, that's what we have to do uh, uh, is resist. But we have uh, an adversary. Our Christian life uh, uh, is not simply that we're going to skip and hum uh, all the way through this life and that serving Jesus uh, uh, without some kind of adversary against us. Uh, uh, By the way, that word adversary means a foe uh, or one who is in opposition uh, to us. Let me say this tonight. As I looked over this lake this evening, I, I thought about a lot of people are not living, some people are not living the defeated life, but they're not living in victory either. And there's some who are in the middle. And And the reason it is, is, all oh, they're still trying to serve the Lord, and they're still trying to do the best they can, and... Uh, and, and I know that I preach about us having the money grubs and our lip hanging out and all those things sometimes. Uh, uh, but I'm going to be honest with you tonight. Uh, we find right here that I believe this is all written uh, uh, for our learning, that we can understand how the Lord Jesus dealt uh, with the tempter tonight. I believe it's a reason that it's in here. And so when we look at this, we see our adversary tonight. He tells us what first of all to be sober and to be vigilant. That means we need to be watching for the adversary. You know how you get overtaken? You quit watching. You quit paying attention. As, as I told you, I, I had a friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine, that ended up uh, cheating on his wife. And when he called uh, and told me that, I said, Son, that's why I, I have rules uh, about how I meet with women uh, uh, and why I don't break those rules. You don't break those rules. They will get you in trouble if you break those rules. And he said, that's what I done was broke the rule. And listen, he was not being vigilant. Uh, uh, he was not being sober uh, uh, to watch for the adversary that had come to try to get him. Now I'm going to tell you, I, I, I'm not, I, listen, listen, I, I, I as, as Brother Caldwell said that one time, uh, he said he's a lot better men than me have ruined this thing. But I'm going to tell you tonight, uh, I, I do know this, that if I'm watchful and I'm sober, I can see him coming. Amen. I believe you can see him coming if if you'll just be paying attention tonight. I believe that if, you, if, if you've if you been around that Bible uh, uh, long enough, if you, if you have studied uh, and been in church long enough, uh, you should see him coming tonight. If you shut your eyes and you quit looking for him, listen tonight, he's going to sneak up on you. You know, the Bible not only compares him to the lion, which he is the strongest beast on the face of the earth. He is a formidable foe, but he also is called the serpent. The Bible said in the book of Genesis 3, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. We looked in, in Sunday school this morning with these young people. Uh, it talks about in Ephesians six, uh, uh, it talks about the wiles uh, of the devil, his craftiness uh, and his cunningness. Uh, uh, listen, like I've told you a thousand times, he don't break in the back door and bust it down uh, and say, "Hey, uh, I'm here to deceive you. Uh, uh, he's a little more sneakier than that. Amen. He's sneaky. Now I want you to listen tonight because uh, he'll get you in trouble if you'll let him. You know, he, he, he is, he wants to take uh, lost people to hell. There's no doubt about that. We understand that. We understand that they're held captive uh, uh, and that by the devil. According to the book of 2 Timothy, they're held captive by him at his will. But I'm thankful tonight when I got saved, I, I'm no longer at his will. Amen. He does not own me anymore. Amen. When you got saved, you don't belong to Him either. But tonight, He can still affect you. He can still devour you. He can still trick you. And listen tonight, He is subtle in how He does those things. He's subtle in, by what you allow in your home and by what you allow your children to listen to and watch and by what you allow yourself to listen to and watch and places you go and things you do. And I, I'm just going to be honest with you tonight. He so well, i pretty sure those things really don't matter. Hey, if it don't even look close to being right, I don't have nothing to do with it. I mean, that's why the Bible said to abstain from the appearance of all evil. You know, if, if, it, looks, if it don't even look good, I, ain't, I don't want to be around it. If it don't sound good, I don't want to be around it. I mean, I'm just being honest tonight. Uh, listen, I don't want to give him any room, any avenue, I, I, and that to be in my life, I, and in my home, and in this church. I, I don't want an avenue at all for him to come in. He's very subtle. He's very subtle in the fact of not only is he a lion, or like a lion, who is the strongest among all beasts and subtle as the serpent, and he is. But Matthew 4 talked about the same passage here, the Lord Jesus being tempted. And he said, and when the tempter came to him, and that's what he is. He's the tempter tonight. And he's going to draw on your flesh uh, uh, the best that he can. He's going to play to your flesh. Uh, uh, He's going to play to what you want. And he's got some uh, ideas of what you want and what you think sometimes. Not all the time. He's not omniscient. He don't know all things. I understand that tonight. But he is our adversary. The Bible said in the book of James, I believe it is, James chapter 1 and verse 14, he said, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it's finished, bringeth uh, forth death. And then he said this in verse 16, Do not err, my beloved brethren. and Don't mess up. Now, you know, we don't read that portion of Scripture a lot of times. Well, I, as a preacher, I'll read them other two sometimes. But then, do not err. Don't mess it up. Say, so, preacher, do, do, do we not have... I'll get there in a minute, okay? I'll answer that question for you here in a second. But he is, he is a lion and he'll devour you and tear you apart if he can. He'd love your family. He'd love your children. He'd love you. He'd love to have your testimony. He'd love to tear this church up. Amen. Amen. He'd love to tear this church up. Other Bible-believing churches he'd love to get into and just wreak havoc on them uh, if he could, uh, and he would devour what he could and how he could. uh, And if the Lord was not restraining him, I believe he'd do it tonight. I believe he would. And he's subtle as that serpent. He's tricky and he's crafty, but yet he's the tempter. He is the one that comes to draw us away uh, uh, and that from God. He puts in our idea, in our head, to quit God. You get angry, you get mad, you get disappointed, you get sad, you get sorrowful. uh, And if we ain't careful, uh, we'll wonder why uh, why we're doing what we're doing for the Lord. The Bible said, let us not be weary in well-doing for due season. We shall reap if we faint not. I mean there is going to come a reaping day but he said let us not be weary in well doing. It gets weary some to do well doing sometimes when we're not seeing a whole lot take place. When we're wondering when you're having to fight the battle to get it done and you're trudging through to get it done and he's just he's up here on your shoulder just talking to you. He'll put the idea in your head to quit God quit church. He puts it in some people's minds to quit their family, to quit their marriage. And, and I can tell you this right now God ain't nowhere around that stuff. You know, you go back to the book of James and, and you go back uh, one verse in verse 13 of chapter 1, and it says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither, he tempt, neither tempteth he any man. God ain't going to tempt man to do wrong. So let me ask you, when you you do wrong, when when, when you've got an idea in your mind, when you've got an idea in your mind, and you know it don't line up with this book right here, but it's going to be contrary to this book, whose idea is it? I can tell you something tonight. It's one of two persons. It's either the devil's or it's yours. But it ain't God's tonight. I can tell you that for sure. Let no man say that when he's tempted, uh, uh, listen, God don't tempt man with evil tonight. I he don't. I've watched people say, well, well, God told me to do this, and it's in con- it's, it's in contradiction how of this book. God wasn't nowhere around that thing. I mean, he'll tempt you to quit. Uh, he'll tempt you to uh, sin. I, I mean, he did with Eve. He did with David. He did with Achan, knowing that, that all these things was wrong, knowing that they shouldn't do them, but yet they done them anyway. I'm not saying that you can't sin. I'm saying you shouldn't sin. I'm saying that tonight, friend, that that if if you will if you will pay attention, if you will be sober and be vigilant and pay attention to what's going on around you, you can see him coming. You can see the draw off. It does matter. He causes us to fear and to doubt and to fret sometimes. You ever do that? You ever have fear and you ever doubt and you fret and you worry? You think God wants us to do that? I know he don't, by the way. I know he don't. Satan will use whatever he can, how he can. Take your mind off serving God. And if it is sin, he'll draw you away with it. If it is destruction, he'll do it. If it is fear and doubt, he'll do it. But see, the trick is right there, if you let him. See, that's the thing. If we let him live rent free in our head and in our mind and in our life, if we continue to leave him alone and just let him beat on us, then it ain't gonna get a whole lot better. How do we how do we keep Satan from living rent free uh, in our head and around us? You say, well, we can't, we can't stop him from. From beating, on, and, and I'll agree, we, we can't stop the fight altogether. I understand that. I know that. I, I get that tonight. I know there is a fight. Take your Bible and go to the book of Ephesians, chapter six. I'm not telling y'all something y'all don't know tonight. Well, today's been one of them days, ain't it, Church? We just just reviewing stuff. Ephesians six. Paul's closing out his uh, letter to the church at Ephesus. And in, in verse 10, of uh, chapter 6 in Ephesians, he said, Finally, my brethren, uh, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His mind. Okay. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His mind. How do we do that? Well, he tells us how. He says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the, w- the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickednesses in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. So he tells us, look, we're not not fighting flesh and blood. We're going to have to find, spiritual uh, spiritual wickedness is, we're going to have to find uh, the rulers of darkness. Uh, and so he says, take the whole armor of God. Then he lays out the whole armor. He says, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. You know what that means? The word quench means put out. To put out. I mean, you quench your thirst with a glass of water, then you put out your thirst, hadn't you? You quench the fire, then you have put it out. And he said it is with the shield of faith that we quench all the fire darts of the wicked, verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. God made a hedge about Job, but there was a day he took that hedge away. And he had to fight, if you'd let me say it that way. We've been studying that on Wednesday night. Now, you know how how to keep the devil from living rent-free in your head? Charge him rent. Just charge him rent. Well, how do we do that? How do we charge Him rent? How do we cost Him to stay? Well, how did Jesus do it? All three times, if you look in Matthew chapter uh, 4, He said, it is written, it is written, it is written. In in, uh, uh, Luke, He said, it is written, it is written, it's been said. I believe is what He said right there. He, He done it with the Word of God. I mean, right here it is. In Ephesians 6, the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit in which we fight with. In which we draw. All this other, all this other stuff is defensive that we put on and that to be able to stand against the devil. But this Bible right here is what we use to fight back with. I mean we're, we're gird about with the truth we put on the breastplate of righteousness we shot our feet with the gospel we take the shield of faith uh, we put on the helmet of salvation to protect our mind to protect our head uh, and then we draw that sword and we're ready to go to battle. I figure if the Lord Jesus Christ used the word of God to defeat Satan I believe it would work for us. I believe it work for us. When I am having to fight, I have learned that this book is the best help I've got. Just going to read it. I mean, just, just go on to read the Bible. I mean, he said, Thy word have I hid my heart that I might not sin against thee. I, I, I mean, he said, It's sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. I, I, I mean, you look over there. That Job said, I've esteemed it more than my necessary food. I mean, all these things. He said, It is the word of God. That's what you need and that's what I need tonight. And I'm going to be honest with you tonight. We're going to preach it to you. Sunday school teachers are going to teach it to you. But you need it more than what we can give it to you while we're here. You need to read it. We're not greater than the devil. But the one that is inside of us he is. And he's in me all the time. I mean, I mean, greater is he that is in you uh, uh, than he that's in the world. Uh, uh, I mean, you gotta be prepared to fight. You've got to learn how to fight uh, uh, and realize we do have an adversary, but we just fight. Why don't you quit, preacher? Hebrews 12, wherefore seeing we're all so compassionate about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let's, let's, let me stop and talk about them witnesses. You read, them, you read chapter 11 that is prior to chapter 12 and you find the whole roll call of faith. Now I'm going to be honest with you. Th- those are the people out of the Old Testament. Those are people out of the Old Testament over there that I'm going to be honest with you. They, they, the, the Holy Spirit didn't indwell them like it indwells us. I believe that tonight. Uh, listen, when, when I got saved, he come and he set up residence and is there forever. And I know David said it one time, Lord, you know, don't take your spirit from me. Uh, but I do know this. I do know this tonight, that they trusted God and believed God, had faith in God. And he's talking about being compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses. He let us lay aside every weight and sin, which is so easy to the us under Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus the author, and the, fin- the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despised his shame, and sat down at the right hand the throne of God. For consider him uh, which endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. Not only am I gonna look at those witnesses that was prior to me, but I'm gonna look at the blessed Lord Jesus Christ, how that friend He didn't quit when He bore the whole sins of the whole world for me. He didn't quit. So I read my Bible and I just say, all right, we're gonna fight. Gonna fight. I don't have to sin. I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to quit. I mean, you ever read Romans 6? What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized unto Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should what? Walk in newness alive. (laughs) I mean, you got saved, you got a new life, didn't you? Amen. I got a new one. I'm still living in that new one. He said, you ought to walk like you got a new life. You You ought to walk like you're saved. You are to walk like Jesus resides on the inside that you have died out in the old man and there is a new man. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also also, uh, uh, be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. that henceforth we should what? Not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin you come down to verse 12 or verse 11. Likewise reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. He can tempt you, but he cannot make you sin. He can tempt you. He can present it to you. He can draw on you, but he can't make you do it. I mean, a lot of times we just, you know, when somebody's wanting to live rent free and you start charging them rent, they'll generally get away from you. I mean, you start making them pay to get there. I mean, they'll get away from you. I mean, what was it that he said over there? In in, uh, where was it? In is is it in the book of James? Uh, I believe it is at one point that uh, he he talks about uh, uh, to submit yourself unto God. Uh, uh, He said, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Is that in the book of James? I believe it is. He said, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he flew from you, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. You know, a lot of times we'll quote that and say, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Actually, says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Then he says, resist the devil. So how many of us are submitted to God? How many of us are where we need to be in our life for him? How many of us are in the place where God wants us to be? I'm just saying tonight, it's... it's, it's uh, we, we let him hang around us sometimes if we ain't careful and we let him live rent free and beat up on us when there's no reason for it. Jesus wasn't going to handle that. Jesus wasn't going to leave him around. Jesus wasn't going to let him hang around. He was around long enough for 40 days and 40 nights and when Christ was at his weakest, he attacked and he'll do you that way. He will. And by the way, you know I say that a lot of times. He likes to show up at our weakest time. He'll show up at your best time too, by the way. sorry devil man right in the midst of when everything's going good man who shows up not only when it's going bad but when it's going good there he is he ain't gonna go away till we get to heaven he ain't gonna go away so you need to learn how to fight him and this has just been, I mean, David had to fight the Philistines all his life. And he's going to be our adversary all our life while we're here upon the earth. But we got to learn how to fight. We fight and we win. It's when you quit fighting and when you say, when, when, when you say, I think I'll go do what he's wanting. And that's not what you say. You, you don't say, well, the devil wants me to do this, so I'm going to go do that. But you give in to him. That's what you do. That's what, listen, if I do wrong, it's been by my choice and I've gave in to it. I'm just saying tonight, you don't have to let him live rent free. Jesus right here took the word of God and drove him away with the word of God. Preacher, do you really believe that book is that, is that powerful? I do. I do. Who is this book right here? Not what is this book, but who is this book? What's well, the Lord Jesus? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. There are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Ghost. He is the Word. And so right here we've got the Lord Jesus Christ to help us. Let's bow our heads tonight if we would.